0: Here at Vinyl Community Podcasts, we strongly encourage you to use protection for your pleasure. Talking about sleeving your records, inner sleeves, outer sleeves, your listening pleasure, get your mind out of the gutter. Now, stay tuned to Vinyl Community Podcasts.
1: So let's move right into our main first segment, Mailbag. Let's start with Brandon. Did you get anything this week?
0: i did because last
1: week you were you showed the cassette in lieu of having anything delivered
0: yes i got several records this week uh there was a record store one two three four go records in california that i, I frequent them a lot they handle a lot of like green day related reissues but they had a, a no effects sale so i'm what well, you got out my no discography i got they've actually gotten worse live their second live album fantastic (laughs) and no effects self-entitled which i can't remember what number studio album that is they have too many but next weekend or this coming weekend in columbus um i'll be at punk and drawback fest and i'll be seeing them play this album live uh, among four others so that'll be long and hopefully fun and hopefully
2: i won't have to stay up too late you should check out uh use kid records in columbus that's a good show what is it used kids it's a pretty good shop and i think they have a pretty good punk influence too sweet
0: and then i got these which i don't know what genre they fall into but they are from jackpot records they're compilations of pinball machine soundtracks because another thing about me i love pinball
1: we just find the greatest nuggets about each other on these streams it's great (laughs) yeah we're keeping everything close close to the vest right and then it's like yeah, this stream I'm going to tell them
0: uh, they're all Bally Williams machines. So some of the greats are here: Attack from Mars, Fishtails, uh, Theater of Magic, Medieval Madness—all good games. And it's just Can the music own?
3: from the game, like do 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 do. All yeah. kind of—that's uh, I, I never even knew that was out there. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's kinda first
0: cool. first first compilation like this I've ever found. They just put it out uh, like last month. It's fantastic. <laughs> Dude,
1: I'll tell you what—I'd buy the Mega Man Two vinyl if it existed.
0: Uh, I could hook you up with some, uh, some of the bootleg video game soundtrack. There's, there's there.
1: a bevy of bootleg uh, video games, 8-bit, 16-bit, I, all that stuff, yeah. I, I, I guess, would say uh, the best, the best 8-bit soundtrack ever created is probably Mega Man 2. Or, actually, yeah, Mega Man 2, I think. The Mega
0: Man, yeah, there's definitely Mega Man collections out there. Uh, the last thing I got in the mail was the 15th anniversary edition of The Offspring, the Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. And to be honest, when this came out, like 2008-ish, I wasn't really following The Offspring anymore, so I gave it the first listen uh, yesterday, and then I found out that it is the censored version. Oh, what a kick to the junk, that Oh, was. no. Yeah, and I looked at the Discogs entries, and I found out that even the ones printed elsewhere, it's all, they use the uncensored, or they use the censored
1: version. That's like a crime against humanity. Why yeah. would they do that?
0: I don't know. It's supposed to be like the definitive version and you put out something edited like that.
1: Who under 18 is buying vinyl records (laughs) that are 15 years old. (laughs) Pretty lame. The, The offspring offspring came on the scene and crushed it out of the park with their, with what was the name of that record? Smash, Smash. Yes. Smash
2: was the big one when they went from Epitaph to whatever with major label. Yeah. I what major yeah, label That, was, with that broke them. Yeah. Come out and play broke them and like big. Oh yeah,
0: that was on Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, uh, not come out and play. Uh, self-esteem. Play was, self-esteem yeah. was. Okay.
1: There was so, two in between there. Their videos were great too. I, I should know videos. this
0: because what I was shooting earlier was an offspring-based video about their history. <laughs>
1: uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, that's killer. That pinball thing. Do you own a pinball machine is the best follow-up question here.
0: So no. So I did, before I moved, I had a a virtual machine that was built off of a Nintendo switch. So I had a 3d printed controller that put the joy in on the side and a TV that was horizontal on the ground or on the table. So I played pinball that way. Uh, I'm saving up now. I'm going to get a virtual machine to go in here because you can get emulators for it and I can get like any table ever made digitally. Yeah. So because i found that if i just have like 10 tables to pick from in a normal like pinball video game i get bored with it after a long time uh beginning of quarantine whenever the lockdowns were really strict um i couldn't play pinball anymore because bars were the only place where you could do that really so i rented a pinball machine for a few months just to have in my apartment and just played that so
1: i do love pinball. (laughs) <laughs> I've never heard of anyone doing that before. Yeah. That, was like,
2: that was a cottage business during quarantine. Is like these, these companies were renting out games to like civilians. And so I saw, I think it was on 60 Minutes maybe. I saw. Yeah, there.
0: it was like a hundred bucks a month. Uh, but if it was, if, if they were charging a bar, it'd be like much more, you know, because I wasn't making money off of it. But they didn't wow. normally rent to just
1: people at home. I would have never even considered that to be a thing you could do. Yeah, I. But now it seems pretty thing. obvious. <laughs> but like, yeah. I guess you can rent anything. So, Caesar is wondering, uh, Chance, do you have the OG of Smash?
2: Uh, that's accurate statement. I bought it actually Planet Score. They had it, and being that I'm pretty close to that shop, as soon as they, you know, these shops that put the, the flips in their social media has been, like, game changer because then you don't have to, like, spend time, they spend as much time loafing and, like, digging through all the stuff in the bins if you see something. They're really excited about just if you can break out. Go if ahead. you can get
0: there fast.
2: That's true. That's true. Or I, I found, so I'm going away my, my secret, but you can not call them. You can call them. You, can, you should
0: call them because they won't always respond to messages on on Facebook. They'll post a picture on Facebook and then they won't respond to comments or messages. Exactly. Like, so
2: reach out and touch somebody. That's yeah. 100% accurate.
0: So you got the original smash pressing from Planet Score. Did you also get their original pressing of their first album there?
2: I do not have that one, no.
0: Okay, because I've, they posted that at Planet Score, and I went, I drove there and looked at it and just decided to get it at the time because they wanted 400 for it, which is, Ooh. that's the going price. I,
2: I saw it there. I saw it, yeah, on their little wall of wow or whatever. And I yeah, did.
0: I have a couple reissues of that album, but none of them have the original artwork. I won't get too deep into it. but
1: <laughs> Well, that's a killer mailbag for this week. Now, one of the things is so... You already sort of probably have an idea in your head how next week's mailbag is going to go. So what's your preliminary report? Is it going to be good? You got some stuff in the works coming?
0: Oh, man. I got to look at an app.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. This is the wrong question to ask a serious collector. Uh, yes.
0: Well, I ordered five records. Don't
1: tell us what they are. because you you're Sunday spoiled. night. <laughs> oh, oh yeah we uh, both, you know what we both did i hope
0: you all ordered a record yes we least, did vance, okay. i don't have your number i'm sorry oh,
1: we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk about it um yeah. <laughs> so, so moving right along is my favorite muppet song um vance yeah tell us about your mail
3: um i not i show this last week i, th- I don't know if i showed the brown acid did i show that yeah you did okay other than that i didn't get anything um, other than last, when I went to go see Fira, I did. Uh, they gave me a free copy of this uh, Bastard Squad CD. Um, they were the uh, the opening bad out of yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Yep. Yeah, and Brandon, you went to the the show before, I think.
0: Yes, um, St.
3: Louis. Yeah, yeah, you went to the St. Louis. Yeah, show. and so, I
0: know the I know the Bastard Squad guys.
3: Yeah. Huh. So they gave this out. Uh, I was talking with the merch guy or whatever, and uh, so I guess he was doing the posters for Fear. I bought one of the Fear posters, mm-hmm. and he said, "Here, take the CD," and threw some stickers at me too. So, ah, sure, great, thanks. So, I haven't been able to listen to it yet, but uh, got that. That's about as new music as anything. Um, I do have stuff on order. I know that I put in, um, but uh, We're
1: nothing. Have nothing to wait up- till next yeah, week
3: for that. <laughs> nothing to brag about today, really.
1: <laughs> well, no bills, nothing. You know. I
3: mean, there's, I got, I, you know, the, the show poster and a shirt from the sh- uh, fear show. And then I, I,
1: what do you do with stickers? What do you, where's your go-to for stickers?
3: Like, um, I do you know like buy stickers and stuff. No, no, no. no once
1: you have don't. stickers, what do you do? You can, I don't know if you can tell if I put stickers on things or not.
3: I, I don't have anything for, you know, I, I save them. I have like a, a decent <laughs> collection of uh, bumper radio bumper stickers. Oh. Huh. A good stack of those that I just haven't stuck anywhere. Um, if I get extras, actually, I go out and stick them in bars and stuff. Oh, that's uh, Usually cool. the band's names, you know, because some of the bars, have you can put stickers on the wall and stuff, so mm-hmm. I'll stick some stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I always thought maybe I'd like to get like a some sort of a, you know, like a, um, a gearbox or something like that, you know, with the cases or whatever. Maybe put stickers on there, use it as a table or something, but just haven't done it yet but I literally have a box full of radio station stickers like this here. All
1: right. Right on. Okay, cool. Well, all right. Mailbag, mailbag, uh, moving to chance. What do you got?
2: Well, before I show you what I got, it's funny you guys are talking stickers because I used to be one of my go-tos actually kind of is. I haven't, I used to have a travel case for when I traveled out of town for records and I would get store stickers right. and I would put them on the. you know, cause there's like a, I wouldn't say badge of honor, but just at least like a you know traveling toe to where I'd been, and sometimes it's a nice conversation piece if people would see it and talk through it. Um, but then at my first time I went to Austin, I had it so full of records that the handle just ripped off at the airport in Houston when I was I was connecting, and yeah, so we had to retire that one. So my new case, I have stickers, but I haven't put it on.
1: Let's check out this comment from Caesar. Caesar says he's envious of Chance's '90s collection and. Following with a bold statement, if they'd asked me whether I'd rather go to Mazzy or Chance's house to listen to the collection, 100% chances. Mazzy'd be cool too, though. Got to put that in there. Yeah. I couldn't um, even imagine. I, I mean, I would die from Beatles is what would happen. I would.
2: The
3: Beatles would. Kill I don't know. I, went to I don't Madrid. know if he'd overpower you with Beatles. No, no. And, and
2: chance's been there. Yeah, I was gonna say as I've been in uh, Norman Maslow's lair, like I didn't. we were similar. just too busy conversing, so I didn't really yeah. get to spend as much time looking at the records as I would have probably normally um does he have no. a lot of doom and sludge oh absolute ghost he has like every ghost record no i'm just kidding um <laughs> that's no, not doom and sludge no but he's got i mean he's got a really <laughs> nice setup like because literally it's like an extra bedroom that's literally all records i mean you've seen it in the video yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has like a lot of um like he has an autographed picture i think with ringo he's got like nice little pieces of memorabilia he's of like his
1: now. is meticulously like at least from what we are able to see it's just like absolutely meticulous i love that um mailbag
2: mailbag all right so so kind of a slower week i was kind of preoccupied with some family stuff this week or last week but i went out well first of all probably the big news from me last week was i got the mm-hmm. uh if, if you follow the podcast you'll you'll see or even my youtube channel the nick perry conversations and nick perry's an independent artist who i had connected with Gosh, a couple of weeks ago, filmed, filmed the interview talking about this new album. And so Ellie had arrived the day it was. Uh, and so you got it weird. signed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy like a, I mean, he had several different options. Like, oh. so I bought like pre-bought like this. And then Did you get the like, bathwater too. Um, the gypsy tears were actually all sold out. So I was kind of disappointed, <laughs> but, but to his credit, I mean, he ha- he has a pretty organic following because he had it on cassette. He had it on CD. He had like everything associated with this had been sold out at one point. That's he's great. been repressing some of the vinyl. So there's, I think he's on the second official repress. So I've got some of those. So I'm, I'm kind of ordering up to give those out to friends and family and that sort of thing. But, um, so I got that and then I went to one of my locals, For Father's Day yesterday, and pulled a couple. Mm -hmm. Don't be real jealous of this Annie Lennox diva record. This was a a a vintage stock. Is kind of like a resale shop around here. It's it's based, I think, in the Midwest. I've got stores in like Oklahoma, Kansas City, etc. This is like ten dollars. It's like oh yeah. It's got a couple songs I I I know on here. Uh, You know why or uh, broken glass. So for $10, that's my right price point. MSRP is like 30 not my price point on something like this. So it's one of those. I'm there. She was there. Let's, let's make it official. And then uh, my other local that I went to is Vintage Vinyl. It's probably like the quote-unquote signature shop in St. Louis. Probably one of the oldest in town. Um, so I found this REM document with the Hype sticker, Original Press, something I didn't have. So... Excellent condition other than uh, the elderly couple who owned it before wrote their name on the inner sleeve. So that was kind of a drag. But other than that, I mean, it doesn't increase the value. Uh, no, not for uh Bob and uh whoever it was, yeah. It wasn't the elderly Michael Stipe, Uh, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I was hoping it was, but their name was in cursive, so I know it was like elderly.
3: (laughs) Elderly couple, I I bought that when it came out. What are you trying to say?
2: (laughs) I
1: think he's trying to say that we're elderly.
3: No, Uh, I I probably am jumping to conclusions, but the
2: fact that they wrote their name on the inner sleeve and they wrote it in cursive. Like like school cursive. What's, like, what's cursive? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is a generational thing. So I just. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, good I
3: I've never written my name on a record. I don't think.
2: And so this this is a reissue, I think, from the last year. This M eighty three, hurry up, we're dreaming album. Um, I passed on it because this is an alternative cover they did for the reissue, and then it came on like orange wax. And so when it came out originally, I I, I thought about getting it, but I didn't. And then I read some reviews online. It said that the sound quality was subpar. So then when I found a nice used copy for a, a decent price, I, I decided to take a flyer on it and pick that up. And then last but not least, I already have, th- so this is one of those records that if I see it and it's generally affordable, I'll pick it up. Um, this is not the Ludwig 76 gatefold. I already have that one. I got that one on a record show for like 20 bucks. Um, I thought for a second, and this is a shame on me for not checking the dead wax. I thought for a second, this was an original because it was a non gatefold. And just the feel of the the cover. It felt like uh it might be And even, you know, the Polydor. Turns out when I got home and looked it up officially, it's the eighty one repress. So that's where yeah. that sound effect. Yeah, where is it? We 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 did our drops right here. The- exactly. But uh anyway, I mean, I don't I don't think this is gonna be one of those records where I get every single copy, but I was just there, and they just put out You know, when they put it out in the new arrivals, and you're like, "Oh, you don't see this every day." And then I was like, yeah, "That's a pretty good price." And there's no ring wear. Usually, this is a record that has ring wear on it. If you do yeah, see I it, so got a couple of them.
3: yeah, and that's all she wrote. So next yeah. week, I'd have I have to check I'd, to see if mine's a Robert Ludwig, hmm.
2: though. See, I didn't know there was a Ludwig until yeah, was I was at, like, at a record show, and there's there's a guy, and, and there's this guy seems to be at every record show. Not this particular guy, but a guy like him, hygiene challenged. Um, everything, every everything is five dollars a disc, or like four for twenty, or you know, what I mean, like chance. he's got a deal, and um, walks with a limp, and then, but you know, he's he's the guy I usually skip because his stuff is just throttled and trashed. But for whatever reason, okay. the universe said stop and look, and I looked, and I was like, wow, twenty dollars for this 40 fifty dollar record, and then I looked into Dead and I saw the RL, which I didn't even know it existed, to the point that patrick the vinyl archivist i I forgot what stream i was on a while ago i brought it up he i actually stumped the vinyl archivist as one of my Mm -hmm. highlights of the year because he's like there wasn't a ludwig on that i'm like look it up and sure as shit that's like like going to the jedi archives and finding out a planet doesn't exist that's right so i I felt pretty good about myself on that one (laughs)
1: it's pretty that's pretty awesome uh that's a solid mailbag
2: man not bad, not bad i did I did have a couple well actually, I take that back. The record I didn't bring up here I, I'm sure a couple of you have already seen is a the Pantera record that we'll get into that when we talk about I am mad <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. uh do you know this uh, Caesars wondering if that was recorded at sound City? It was, so that was recorded that's how they actually got in Fleetwood Mac is they were recording that album and oh yeah that's a little story Fleetwood mac people were recording part of what might have been the album before they joined the band and so i don't know if they actually met physically at the at the studio but they were both recording and so people in the studio put him in contact and uh, because mcfleet was like hey we need like a new guitar player and he's like hey uh, i know somebody this guy but he comes with this chick and i think they're a package deal and so that's That's Better how lose the chick. That's right. Well, <laughs> I think
3: I think it was. Yeah, I think Mick was in this in one of the, the. If I remember the story right, Mick was in the studio listening with the um, yeah to the Buckingham Nick song with Keith Olsen, and uh they were. I guess Lindsay was in the other room, and he just kind of like looked in and saw him jam into that. And then I think a month or so later, I think he went back to Keith Olsen, who was that guy that you know. Listening, that you were playing for me as Lindsay Buckingham, you got to take the girl with them, kind of story. But that is a cool story. I mean, that's just total chance, you know. I mean, it's just timing and everything. All right, all right.
1: I've picked up some stuff, but it's not as, I don't know, man. I always feel like it's not as cool as you guys' stuff. But then I'm like, fuck that. It's cool. Let
2: us be the judge of that.
1: Brandon, Brandon, you know what this is. Have you seen this before?
0: No, not uh, not from a cover.
1: This is a band called American Nightmare. They're oh, a hardcore yeah. band from Boston, and it's pretty cool. Um, members of this band oh, uh, went on to f- went on to um, be in Head Automatica and, and a bunch of other bands as well. Oh, and Frankie Arrow was in American Nightmare for a while. Um, it's cool. I like it. It's it's what I would call well produced. Hardcore. I only listen to one side so far. So I picked that up at the store. I got this. This is oh, cool. not an OG. It's a 79 uh, repress of this, but it's in really, really good condition. And I don't care. Cause I'm like, dude, I just need a copy of the, all these friggin' studio records. Like I have a, I have a recent reissue of American beauty. Cause I'm like, just, I'm not going to spend $150 on, this goddamn record you know i've heard it a million times i, yeah,
3: I don't or... i don't mind the late reissues though i mean you're just talking about buckingham next i look mine up that's a 78 and i i'm yeah. fine with that you know so even a, a couple years later press that's it's pressed in the 70s that's good enough
2: what, yeah. what what dead album do you guys never
3: see like shakedown street i never shakedown street fucking shakedown never street. never see it oh, that's I mean, station actually yeah. it's that when you got there the march in the hotel i've been looking for that i haven't seen that
1: yeah this was just laying there i was like all right whatever it is it's not which a-
3: which shop did you go to louie just curious
1: i went oh yeah i went to a recycled books and a
2: record oh yeah i've bought from them before yeah they're Ooh. a nice shop yeah, yeah online yeah um the kids that- section
1: is that denton has,
2: aren't they in denton it's,
1: it's in denton yeah um, it denton's kick-ass it's it's a really sort of thriving cultural bright spot in an otherwise relatively barren state
2: um so it's a dry county, is what you're
1: saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, Everything closes at six. Not on Denton. Denton's really cool. Lots of bars. I play there like every week in these different bars for open mic nights and stuff like that. Um, but I'm happy to get this. But yeah, Shakedown Street and Terrapin Station. I'm not paying a lot for this muffler, man. I just need them. You know, can we please reissue this shit? Um, I also, and the last one I picked up there was this. Now, oh, yeah. all right, you guys go ahead and... and and tell me why I have this. Why did I buy this?
2: So it's Father John, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do I know who that is? Father yeah. John Misty? I would hope so. No, I didn't. No, you just bought it straight on the arrow because of the, the third eyed ghoul in the middle. <laughs> yes, <left? laughs> absolutely.
1: absolutely, I did. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit I bought this for the cover. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a try. It was $15.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's probably the most amazing psychedelic record I've ever heard.
1: What? No. It's, no. Did, have you heard him? I listened to it. He, he, yeah, it it's, it's like, I, I'm familiar. Chamber, chamber Folk, right? Um, yeah. I'm not getting tricked with the album
0: cover.
2: I like it. Uh, uh, cast a spell no, on Louis. Louis, Louis saw it and he got hypnotized and just automatically reached to his wallet.
1: Well, I looked at the cover and then I turned it over and I saw Sub Pop and I'm like, all right, fine. Whatever, don't let me down. It's his first record, so that's cool. Um, I like it. It's um, I wouldn't go searching for indie all that much, but it's cool. He's got a cool story, too. I looked him all up. And yeah, yeah. I got this in the mail. <laughs> this man is named Thelonious. He's apparently a monk of some kind. And that's the Vinyl Me Please reissue. I- it is. No. It is. It's the Vinyl Me Please reissue of Monk's Music, and it's great. I love it. Like I keep saying jazz is ruining my life because I, I'm listening to that more than friggin' anything. Even when something doesn't stick in the first listen, I'll give it another run. And like, I always find something I like about it. There are records I like more than others for sure. But jazz is ruining my life. Here's Miles Davis from uh, Vinyl Me Please as well. Star, star People. Super weird. And that, that record you gave me, Chance uh, Champions?
2: Yes. That's a compilation, right? That, so those are extras from, I believe, are the Jack Johnson sessions, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Well, it's a funk record. Yes, he did. He uh, Jose commented that uh, uh, Father John Misty had a bunch of uh, records under his own name before that. He did. He was also touring with tons of other bands. Um, this record is cool. It's weird. I didn't expect it to be as weird as it is. And then I got... <clears throat>
0: Oh, yeah, if you have Ghost, <laughs> excellent Rocky Erickson cover.
1: Yes, it's the mm-hmm. best, guy. like, that's what got me into Ghost in the first place.
0: And that's, uh, drumming
3: on that one is Dave Grohl.
1: Yeah, and producing. This what? is So this is, if you have Ghost, my
3: Ghost. I, Wasn't I there know, a rumor PC. for a while that Dave Grohl was one of the, uh, the ghouls or whatever? So
0: that's confirmed. Dave Grohl has drummed with Ghost live before, but you wouldn't have known. Because he was in, a Costume. he was in the ghouls, right? that's great. I
1: love that. Huh. Yeah, I remember I that. When you bring
0: up ghosts. So what? What you don't see out of frame? The fourth shelf behind me has two levels dedicated to just ghost stuff. Oh wow! So if you bring up Ghost, I'll talk about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's totally got, fine. I just you got
3: two records of theirs so far. So. Yeah,
0: they just put out a, a box set. Um, two or three days ago and i had to order three different versions of it because i'm dumb yeah. <laughs> oh
1: don't don't do it don't be self-deprecating it's you have no, to have those you're an adult so dumb, that's responsibility
0: I have, I have the other ones it's got to be complete
1: <laughs> i think uh, i think chance and i were i uh, was it chance and i are so, so i don't know i was having a conversation about afi with someone when? and, and how afi was an acquired taste polarizing like people either hate or love afi i feel the same way about ghost yeah like ghost sounds weird like when you tell them when you tell somebody who's never heard him before they're like these guys won a grammy right and then you play some ghost stuff they're like a their first reaction is a this isn't metal b this guy this guy's voice is not remarkable
0: it right? sounds like weird at all
1: yeah And I'm like, yes, both of those things are completely true, and I friggin' love it. Like Square Hammer, and like when I when I was like watching their videos and like getting getting into a deep dive dive of Ghost, I was like, this reminds me of how I got into AFI. His his voice is definitely weird as hell. Davies, their music is went from hardcore punk to something completely different. Um, I don't know. This is weird. All right. Well, who won Mailbag? Who
2: wins? Everything is a competition. Oh! Don't act like it's not.
1: Stop it! It's chance. Stop it! Everything is competition.
2: Now, yeah. now I'm going to actually buy records differently, knowing. that <laughs> yeah. <really> <laughs> I'm, oh, well, I'm I'm hitting my top tier want
0: list
3: now, just to show off.
2: Mm.
3: I'm just going to pull stuff. out say I bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got stuff on here that I've never even shown in video So who's gonna the prize? Is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right, yeah. yeah
1: yeah jose jose tells me i should get into soft machine and i'm like send me some he's like no all right (laughs) which brings me to my next point what what are we mad about today (laughs) vance has something teed up oh that yeah
3: i i was like i said i i was they they changed my uh Updated the system for the work laptop and it screwed up the little editor in there. So I, I loaded up a video. I was gonna throw some pictures in it for my next one, and the freaking audio wasn't coming through. A mic, audio clip. And, and I uploaded three times, four times. It works on one thing. It didn't work when I loaded up to YouTube. And I was wasting time with it. You know, I was just really frustrated. So it's that's been it. an ongoing thing with the with this laptop because it is a work laptop. So I'm not like downloading stuff. I'm just using what's in it. You know. So but, that's yeah. It's very sad. That was times. the frustration of the day.
1: Yeah, That's frustrating. It's very sad when things don't work. It, it reminds me.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> I am doing amazingly well with restraint on this shit. <laughs>
2: this is now morning radio. Yeah (laughs) Yeah, Fred Norris is somewhere smiling Hey
1: if we can have a caricature of that Why not whatever
0: We're
2: hanging out driving down the I-5 With the doctor Crazy animal (laughs) And traffic with (laughs) Tina and the traffic copter Coming at you That reminds We're
3: we're over this 57 right now (laughs) (laughs)
1: I had a pirate Pirate radio show in college And I say pirate I mean internet I'd say pirate because we played whatever we wanted and no one was ever going to find us. Uh-huh. We got to a couple hundred listeners from time to time, but we made commercials for it. Oh my God. I got to play. I forgot all about it. I still have them. Beautiful. I, I got to play those. And some, and they're exactly what you would think. Um, we called it Base radio because our apartment was bass and bass. They said, where are you getting drunk before you're going out to get drunk? base (laughs) and so it was wbase the station that reaches the beaches because we stole it from family guy uh it was so much fun i had more fun doing that than anyone's had doing anything
3: so you're saying legit pirate radio where you're doing it out of your apartment or a van or something or what well, I say school piracy, or was it-, I,
1: it was it wasn't a signal that was broadcast in way legally. So okay. It was illegal because we were playing whatever we wanted and literally saying whatever dumb shit came to our minds. Okay, um, and then we broadcasted through IceCast, and then if you had a link, and this was the heyday of of instant messenger, so we were just bombing every friend <laughs> we had with oh, okay. this fucking link, and and we did it on a night where they probably weren't out or whatever. We didn't really care or plan. I did because I was like, I'm going to make all these frigging commercials. And it was just, I'll dig one up for next. That's I'll do that for next one.
3: Yeah. There, there's this cheesy B movie called, I think it's called Captain Midnight or something like that. And the kid has a, a radio station out of his van and he's driving around the city broadcasting, you know, seventies rock, Ted Nugent, stuff like that. And the FCC guy is trying to track him down and stuff. <laughs> total high school. We're going to triangulate
1: this. We're going to use yeah, them yeah, most- the
3: guy's trying to track him down with the, uh, you know, Radar. Wasn't thing. that in Pump Up the Volume? That room, was the entire plot. Yeah, that was the other version Oh, the Pump Up the Volume yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> pump up the volume is the other kind like, of something like that. Some,
2: yeah.
0: We had I hosted a, a show. We still had a terrestrial radio station when I was in college.
1: Yeah, we had that, but it I was regular the, radio. the words pirate and radio are very misleading when <laughs> I'm telling you this story. Sure.
0: Well, I didn't mean to call you
1: out. I know you're a badass. No, you can barely <laughs> tell. It's the nails that give it He's away. He's on Diet
2: Coke number two. Don't piss the man off, Brandon. And shit. Here we you, go. Hear
1: that, you hear that low-pitched buzzing noise? That's me powering up
3: with oh. Diet Coke.
1: <laughs> there we go.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that's, computer computers make me sad all the time, too. Um, so I feel for you. I played the clip. I yeah. try not to do that a million times more <laughs> in the stream. How am I 5.2 decibels in the red? That's impossible. Anyway, chance. What are you Oof. mad about today?
2: Oh, you know, this is this is gonna be a full on we're, we're, oh. we're, we're going to be oh, be full on oven, fellas, because you know what? <laughs> and I didn't even bring the record up here. I'm still trying to figure it out. Here's what I'm mad at. Oh. I'm mad at any record seller that still uses these terrible single U-line box mailers for anything over, let's call it $40. What an absolute travesty. Because it doesn't matter how great they pack the record, odds are the corners are going to get hit. Odds are UPS is just going to have a field day. Odds are it's probably going to come damaged. And that's what happened to that uh, Pantera record I I was completing. The single release or self-release Pantera records, I only needed one more. I needed I Am The Night. And I've been kind of just waiting it out. I was I was hoping to maybe get one when I was down in Austin in a couple months. And then I saw one pop up, and, and the guy claimed that it was pristine and had seen light for years. He had great feedback. All the discogs, like things you're looking for. I got in a conversation with him. He sent me some pictures. I thought we had a good thing going. He forgot to ship it when he was supposed to. He was supposed to ship it on Monday. I paid for priority shipping because I don't even play games anymore with the post office. Like I need to expedite it because when they have it media mail, that's three or four more days. They can just drop kick it and you know lose it in Poughkeepsie, P- P- Kentucky or something. So sure as shit, the guy was supposed to, to just mail it Monday. I didn't hear anything. I checked back with him on Wednesday. He's like, "Oh my bad." He's like, "You know what? I'm going to take the shipping charges off. I, I'm putting it out today. You should get it Friday." Sweet. Right on right. Well, when the record showed up in the, a box like this, I think I, I was so mad. I ripped the box in half. Um, <laughs> I, was very, I was very, I was very nervous. And when I opened up that first level and I saw this, just and like the whole corner was just like oh, <sighs> broke my man. heart. And, and the part the part that really broke my heart is everything else you said about the record, pristine condition hadn't seen light. Like you could still feel like the, the cover even felt like new had the had the fan club mailer, I mean, it was everything he had said it was, except it came in this piss-poor U-Line box. And, of course, it was this asking. Even though I ex- expedited the shipping priority. So, you know. Oh, and we should find this. U-Line, person. single LP or double. Like, who, who, please stop using these boxes. If we need to have a Hands Across America boycott on these U-Line boxes, I will start it. Because this is a travesty for anyone who collects records nowadays.
3: Yeah, How damaged was the album then? You get a corner.
2: I, the record played fine. I cleaned it up. It, it sounded fine. It, it, it was just a. And I'm not even using hyperbole when I say this. It was like museum quality condition. Like this record was like, again, hadn't seen the light. Like everything. This is like <laughs> the copy you want. If you're wanting a copy that you're going to pay, and I paid about two bills for it, I'm not going to lie. But I had flipped the Beatles. Re- if you've seen my previous video where I had that sealed uh, Magic Mystery Tour, it was like 40 year old record. I ended up flipping that to subsidize pretty much this entire record. So I, Net, net, I paid maybe 30 bucks for this record if I'm looking at it in that sense. Right. So I'm not upset about that piece. We need two nets to
1: describe this. <laughs> yeah.
2: But what I'm upset about is that literally, as soon as I opened it, it was this. And I can, you can pull a little bit of that ding out, but it was probably about two inches yeah, in. Yeah, I saw. And, it. Uh, a corner uh, thing
3: or just a
2: corner. corner? Yeah, corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I knew yeah, it was the handling because when I opened up, he put stiffeners in there. He had cardboard stiffeners in there, and each of the stiffeners had also had dings on them too. So that told me exactly. Yeah. What was you got to drop that from about Dude, five I, feet or something. So, that. so I had to file, you know, I've already filed my claim at the postal office and yeah. I know because it wasn't insured, probably my max payout will be like 50 bucks, but it's just, it's the principle. It's the, yeah, it's the principle it. of the thing. And you know, people were saying I post on Instagram cause I was a little upset about it. And people are like, Oh, you should take that up with the seller. And I, I agree. The seller tried to probably put it in like a whiplash mail or something. I'm but sure at the end
3: of the that day, yeah, I mean that, that's something. the thing too. If I'm sending out a two hundred dollar item, that thing's going to be like a mummy wrapped up. 100 oh, percent. I mean, box. yeah, because I'd be yeah. freaking out. I don't want nothing to yeah. happen. You have to give. You them should be able up.
1: to dribble it and not have it. <laughs>
3: it'd be, yeah, it'd be you know foam, you know foam on it and all that kind of stuff. I had that happen too with um, I ordered from Coda Records out of England or whatever, and they put in this flimsy piece of garbage thing and i had like five records all got uh, dog ears and i was just like fuming and they did nothing about i said just send me the cover you got the cover send me the cover something i don't you know give me did didn't do anything about it so i totally stopped ordering well you know the word going so all out and, on the video and everything
2: so so that cars reissue that rhino's doing they're doing that audiophile grade reissue going on right now uh apparently people it's it's almost i wouldn't say unanimous but it's high percentage of people's videos i've seen talking about that record I mean, it, this is Rhino. So, this is like, I think it's is it Warner and Atlantic. Anyway, That's they're literally, we yeah, we are, right? So, they're shipping that record, which is supposed to be part of their audio file $40 record, in exactly this box with no padding, anything. And it's just like, what a what did. I mean, I mean, you know, you're common lucky sense.
3: You Look, you didn't get a seam split with it too. Well,
2: I, I haven't even ordered it just for that reason because I'm like, you know what? I know what's going to happen, and then I'm, it's going to ruin my day because I'm going to open it up and be like, oh, I'm excited to listen to this seam split, yeah. massive dings. And you know, some people are okay with that, and I'm okay with it sometimes. But when you, when you're like when you're going up in price, like the expectation. Across the board, not just in execution, but in packaging and everything else, goes up. Nick sends yeah. his condolences. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, listen, this is, and, and I said this even in my Instagram, but this is a first world problem. I'll be the first to say that. Yeah, however, however, <laughs> it's your first world.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think this is a first world problem. I think this requires a moment of silence. Mm. <laughs> you know. I can't, it's the only one i've got i understand <laughs> <laughs> oh the restraint that i'm showing is herculean um that would piss me off exactly the same way i would be so fucking mad especially since i would like ask you whether or not i should buy it at this price and fucking ask all my friends and fucking well
2: the only thing i'll learn I, I think and this is advice for anybody watching or anything is that as dumb as this sounds, you, you, if you're going to buck up, you better ask the seller what kind of box we're going to sell in. Because I hate I that you don't want to be that guy, but you do want to be that guy. Because, you have to. Because I, I even adopted the practice of if it's already open, hey, thanks for letting me buy this record from you. Can you please ship it outside the jacket so there's no seamless? Right. Right? So I already do that. So everything I order gets that. But now I'm going to have to do the next level and be like, so what kind of mailer are you using? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at I, like, hey, it's the only way. It's the only thing I can do to control that people are trying to mail it the right way.
0: There was a, a record I bought where I offered to fly out to the guy and just pick it up from him.
2: <laughs> Jesus and Christ. That what I am talking about that green, like the, the Billy Joe. That Armstrong one. One? Yeah. That's yeah. the
0: one I was like, I will fly to you and pick it up. I don't want that in any kind of delivery service. Like I've already, Put up that money. I'm gonna come get it. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, it's okay. I'm. Here's all
2: the stuff I'm doing
3: with it. And I'm like,
2: I don't know. Oh, it's 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 such a powerless feeling too. Yeah. Like, it, yeah.
3: Yeah. When no. you're getting it to those, you know, those high price, like 200 plus. Yeah. yeah. It almost, dude. I'm trying to think of what wow, i would buy dude, for 200 plus. I'll thing. send you the boxes. I want you to ship it in here.
2: No, 100. And, and you know, that's why. Like that. yeah. yeah. I mean, just because <laughs> I've got like Virgin Whiplash mailers. Like I bought like a this years ago when I was like I, I was moving a lot of records at the time. And I bought them. I thought it was a good investment because to me, they're the best in class outside of like acoustic sounds or those like, you know, wing mailers that uh, my anger of Mike uses or whatever, but whiplash. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the best thing you can offer. Paper and plastic says he lives in Texas. <clears throat> oh, yes. So ordering records in summer is
1: an exercise in anxiety. If the package sits on the stoop for 20 minutes, it's warped
0: getting records in bags. That's Amazon. used to do that a lot. They would just send a record in a oh, bag. Yes. It was terrible. Oh
3: Yeah. I've seen where it was just the label was just stuck on the record on the show. Yes. i I've seen those. Record stories, records, right.
2: Uh, our condolences. Thank you. Thank um, you. Burial at sea. It'll be a visitation uh, probably next Saturday at, at, at my local record store. Black tie for sure. Um,
1: Brandon, what are you mad about today?
0: I'll tell you what I've been feeling pretty good, but chance had me thinking. So this record, this
2: is, mm-hmm. The, the Sinfall same,
0: uh, Victim. So there's two things that I didn't like about this record. One. It's this is opening. the Offspring
2: one you showed earlier, right? Yes. This yes. is the
0: Offspring 15th Anniversary Edition Rise and Fall Rage and Grace. So it comes with a bonus 7-inch. And it was not secured in the package at all. So it ripped into the sleeve here. Yeah. So it's all, like, ripped and weird.
2: Yeah.
0: Now that... No big. I've got sleeves. Mm. Right. right. But this came in the same way Amazon packs it where they put it in a box and then in another box. So then it has like another layer to ding around in for no reason. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <'Cause> <laughs> it air air pillows. Did it have the air pillows? Yes. I
0: mean, yeah, big deal. It had the air pillows. <laughs> no, that was a bummer. But yes, I will say the thing that made me the most mad this week was this being the censored version. Terrible. There's no reason for that. This is supposed to be like a definitive version of an album mm-hmm. and it's it's edited it's just mind-boggling to me why they would do that
1: yeah because they don't give a shit that's why
0: yeah that's okay
1: <laughs> you, well that's relatively minor brandon as far as i mean you piggybacked a little bit on some some damage i can be mad about all kinds of shit what can oh, well the, the thing i'm most mad about i guess i'm not mad about this i'm frustrated with it i have to find a new vocal coach What happened? The breakup? What's going on here? I had to break up with my vocal teacher. Um, I said something about, I said something. One of the songs that that I've been singing has some lyrics that can only be referencing something called Rayleigh scattering. It's not something, I won't get into it, but it's why the sky is blue, right? If you've noticed, water is not actually blue, so the ocean is not actually blue. The ocean is reflecting from the sky sky's blue because of Rayleigh scattering whatever who gives a shit it's just I, I like nerd science shit and I knew that and I thought it was really interesting that this fucking song that I'm learning how to play definitely has lyrics that almost can't be interpreted by anything else by any, any other way and so I mentioned this to my fucking vocal coach I'm like hey man yeah it's really cool I'm like a science nerd and this is like this lyrics about like Rayleigh scattering and shit and somehow that turned into instead of me singing with him or him teaching me anything we had a conversation about religion for a fucking hour. Did you still get charged? And it's my fucking fault because I engaged this fucking so guy. Lucky. Yeah. God damn it. Like, I'm so mad at myself. What were you thinking? Because, you know, he's, he, yeah, and as soon as he said some fucking weird ass shit about, well, how do you know that's real? I'm like, oh fuck. Like, I, I'm surrounded by this fucking shit here. Man. And I I just get so, I usually I'm a very live and let live person and stuff, but like, God fucking damn it. It's part of my core principles and shit. An hour. Why did I engage Uh, this fucking guy? This
2: is a session you paid for, I'm assuming. Yes. So you're paying this gentleman or or gentle person. And I'm allowing it to happen is why I didn't
1: freak out. Like I'm not going to be the type of person who says, well, fucking I shouldn't have to pay for that because I'm the idiot who." For the millionth time in my life. You
2: open the door and then he walked right through it. Good and idea to you. engage
1: somebody who has stricken with dogma. And um. so I'm pissed at myself more than anything, but like, I'm not fucking playing with this shit. Right. I'm showing up with these fucking really <laughs> somewhat like, dark themes in pretty much every goddamn song i choose to play and like instead this guy's judging me uh, and i won't even get into the thing that the viewpoints that he held that that definitely are like an indictment on people who aren't of the same faith I'm like all right well that's not gonna fucking work you know and like i'm not gonna go there to that you know there are other places it's
2: just annoying Is this one of those things where you pay by the session or you prepay for multiple sessions? How does this work?
1: Uh, You prepay for multiple sessions and then they do everything they can to make sure that, you know,
0: do they have a different rate for the theology hour?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's more, it's more. (laughs) Yeah. You, well, it's, it's, they, they, they have a flat rate for it, but then they suggest that you donate 10% of your fucking income mm-hmm. uh, to it. Anyway, you can tell I'm a little bit upset about it. Anyway, that's what I'm mad about today. Anybody have anything cool to show that isn't a, a piece of vinyl
2: or something like that? I swung and missed on this one, really. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, well,
0: I've got a bunch of stuff on my shelf now.
2: See, we yeah, can I tell mean, who's... No, I, prep- I no I fucking could, preparedness here, you guys.
3: They got the fear stuff. I can get. I, can I, was,
2: sure gonna, I was gonna say. So, so can we jump ahead to since we're running, running up on the hour? Can we hear the fear story since we have two panelists who saw yeah, fear in idea. different yeah.
1: cities? That's probably better. Yeah. You know, I have to remember that uh, no one's going to prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I'll show sure. this another time. No, what is it? We already showed it. What is it? Whoops! Oh, it's broken now.
2: No, this is, is that the, Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, no, here's, here's some more dog <laughs> So, what this is,
0: hold on. I had two of these, I sold one for $500 like two years ago. So, this is an album by the band Zayam, and it is on an NES cartridge. Oh, Holy
1: amazing. shit, that's awesome!
0: And it is numbered 44 out of 100, and it comes with a chip that you put in your NES so you can actually play it. On your Nintendo.
1: But you can pretty much only play it on a Nintendo.
0: Yes. But I do uh, have it. Oh, I have it on vinyl too. I do have a vinyl version. It's like a picture disc. That's sick. But it's called Reformat Reboot. It is like remixes of their songs. Mm-hmm. They're not 8 bit remixes. I wish they were, but. That's you can cool just thing, run it through a bit crusher. Record.
1: The whole stereo bus through a bit crusher. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would do it actually <laughs> Jose says let me one up you
2: it's in Jose's DNA he's, <laughs> he's, he's literally sitting around his records right now without a camera and he's just like pulling he's, like pulling right. out
3: yeah. of everywhere
2: yeah King, King Desert King has
0: Super Nintendo. Nintendo these are original Nintendo oh. so,
1: <laughs> no big <whatever>. deal yeah
0: <laughs> did, they, uh, did they do uh, another Live at Red Rocks issue on uh, what Sega um, Saturn or something
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> I Are did see the them other... last Tuesday. A week, a week ago, about a week.
1: Am I wrong in saying that Sega was never as popular as Nintendo?
3: Well, in the Genesis days,
0: it was Gen- definitely... Genesis popular. was
2: probably the peak Sega period for sure. Yeah, I remember. I'll all
0: tell you. Days. I haven't listened to much King Gizzard. I did have one King Gizzard song come up on Spotify that I really liked. And then I listened to another song from the album and thought it was one of the worst things I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to set a lifelong record of never listening to one second. I just
0: don't want to end up liking them and have to buy all those damn records. That's fucking like twenty four of them.
1: <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly <laughs> why I'm not doing that shit. I'm like, I really got into Fish and I really like Fish and I really like their studio albums the same uh, way that I like the Grateful Dead studio yeah, albums. My brother's a Fishhead, and and I'm not fucking doing it again. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I refuse.
3: Yeah, I got hooked to seeing them live. I didn't have anything by them. So I'll probably get this new album they're putting out, this Apocalypse one or whatever it's called.
1: All right.
0: What's the deal? It's a
3: little them? harder rock. So The new one is like a thrash metal album. Yeah. So I was all in. Wait, what? So I was like, You're lying. Yeah. No. So I listened to uh, one Look up the, Gila, Gila, really Monster. Yeah, yeah, the, the Gila, Gila Monster. Yeah, the Gila Monster. They opened with that, and they, it was, uh, I was like,
2: I'm all in there. I can hear those Mario coins going off in the back of my head because that's a Louis wallet being spent without him no, knowing. No, no, know. no. <laughs> all right. Uh, t- uh, tell me
1: about King Gizzard tell, and Elizabeth. Tell me. Tell me what I need to know.
3: I don't know nothing. About, I mean, I literally went there just because I've heard so many people talk about it. They're doing three shows here in Chicago. I, I could have gotten all three when i was getting my tickets but i said i'll just go to the last one usually that's a big one uh and it ended up raining it was outside in the rain so i had to buy a little raincoat and everything but i was uh, it was you know i knew bits and pieces of them but it was really kind of a blind show in a way and i, I like it that way sometimes and it was killer yeah it was great a great time uh i what kind got of m- a- how do you describe the music brandon said this, some of the new stuff was a little metal more thrashy kind of stuff uh they did some kind of a what was it it's somewhere in the middle they did uh it was a little more funky kind of jazzy kind of sound to it um a little flute action and stuff mm-hmm. uh but it was to me it was more rocking so i you know, like i said i don't know their music all the you know 24 oh, albums
1: Brandon, or can you not. fill that in
3: but uh yeah no nope. you don't know okay. them either
0: nope i know that they have many many records
3: uh, all different genres yeah yeah they and
0: they're like all different,
1: different genres genre.
3: yeah they yeah, will do something different it's all different yeah that's so the yeah, thing? They're yeah. like a music factory. They've they're been are... around since t- 2010. they pumped out 20-some albums.
0: But they feel like I feel like, like they're a like a, a record-pressing club scam. <laughs> Almost. Because they put yeah. out records, what, three a year or something? And then all the yeah. live stuff and collections?
1: Oh, fuck. I'm, yeah, not good. Nope, I'm
0: not doing it. It's crazy. It. Jose's probably cringing right now while we talk. About Looking for a object.
2: this cut like
3: he's doing it the wrong way. He's cutting. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been compelled. No. I'll definitely pick up this new one. I think it's going to come out in a week or two. But
0: I'll probably buy that new one too. The one song I really liked. The other one I hated. But yeah. I think there's like nine songs, so yeah.
1: we'll see. Sea Science Film Labs wants to know what you guys what you think, think of, of Built to, to spill?
0: spill. Built to Spill is pretty fun. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into him for like six months one time. Oh yeah,
2: we want to hear the fierce. Yeah, time. yeah. Since so you guys saw it literally a day apart, city apart, et cetera. I was just curious how that was because I I saw other people because I guess in St. Louis. Don over at the record space was the sponsor of that, but anyway,
0: he's the so. Don at the record space, that's a record store in St. Louis, he's also the singer in Bastard Squad.
2: Oh, okay, so yeah. he's
0: got a pretty good deal going where they sponsor venue shows and then also open for the bands. So, <laughs>
2: that is a funny that work works. on his okay. part. Ah, there yeah. it is. Okay.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, Don's a good dude. Fear, that was my fourth time seeing Fear, actually. I saw them five years ago with Danzig Misfits. Lee Ving was still playing guitar then. Lee is a much older man. He's not playing guitar anymore. He's just singing. He still looks almost exactly the same as he did like 50 years ago. It really 50 is. He- years ago? What's that?
1: You say 50 years ago?
0: Yeah, that yeah. was like 1972, 1973 now, right? Um, That's 50 years. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he looked the same then. Uh, Also leaving, if you're not familiar with him, he's Mr. Body in Clue, the
1: movie. Oh my God! I know exactly, like instantaneously. In a
0: bunch of is. films, I think he's done a bunch of. Yeah, he's in several, hammers. but I, I just remember that one mostly. But uh, how good
1: is Clue? It's amazing. Yeah,
0: so he still sings, and as far as I'm concerned, I mean the what? That's like the original drummer too, Spitsticks or whatever. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, because he was for me with Fear. It doesn't matter who the other guys are. The other guy, the guy playing bass is Jeff. Kresge, I can't remember if that's how you pronounce his name, but he used to play bass in AFI
3: before they went dark and goth. Is that the guy with the beard? Was that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, he's played he familiar, Yeah, looks other- was. Yeah, he, he must be been something else. He played might in, in like Tiger Army and some other bands, I think. Something else. He looked really... I am like, man, I've seen this guy in another band somewhere.
0: But, uh, I mean, as long as Lee Ving is there and still alive, I think fear still exists because he still brings... The vocal oh. part's
1: still good.
3: It's still good. Oh my great. god.
1: He, not only does he look pretty much the same...
3: 73, this guy. Yeah.
1: He looks pretty much the same. He also looks like a slightly older version of uh, Roger Klein from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, which was, he was a singer for the refreshments.
0: But I had a really good time. That was fun. Uh, supposedly it's the last tour, which possibly, yeah. I don't know. Leave well, me, I mean, guys
2: in the seventies. I mean, wow.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I saw him the night after, um, in I Chicago, do. up here at Reggie's uh, music seconds. club. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. I mean, I mean, he he wasn't moving a lot, but when he got up in that mic and one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and just went into the yeah, songs, really. it was his voice sounded good. You couldn't tell it was an older. now nowadays you can't kind of hear a difference in some of the older guy's voices. I thought he still sounded great. Um, I did see him with uh, open for the Misfits back in 2019, probably the same tour. Uh, you saw Brandon. And then, I'm you know, I remember seeing them in that Decline of Western Civilization uh, film. I thought it was great. I, I you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I'm glad he wasn't playing guitar because, uh I, you know, I've heard other times when he's playing guitar, it just kind of throws off his voice with the concentration or whatever he's doing. So that was cool. The crowd was, uh, you know, it started out slow, but got insane after a while. You know, once the big songs came on, you know, uh, uh, more beer and stuff like that. But I really, I, I, Really enjoyed it. I was on the outskirts of the pit, you know, because those days are gone. Band wise, I thought they were pretty tight, and there were three opening bands. There was a band, Lolly Gaggers, that was from here, Chicago. There was. Uh, Obviously, the Bastard Squad and the other ones uh, were the Mac Daddies or something like that uh, big stand-up bass, kind of three-piece kind of. So uh, everybody was pretty good. The whole lineup, I thought, was pretty good because I was like, "Oh man, three bands before, you know." What was the I want to say? Uh, it was Reggie's. Uh, their their bigger room at Reggie's up here on the South Loop. How many, like, to, I've never seen it. How many it's people? It's less, it's about, I think you could pack a thousand people in there, maybe. Got it. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it was pretty packed, actually. But I want to say they did maybe, well, it was an hour 20, maybe a little, maybe an hour 15. It wasn't, you know, long show, obviously, and plus their songs are two, three minutes. But uh, was that how long you think they went on for you? Randy? Yeah. that <laughs> it sound about yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Right there, an hour and some change.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they Rocked everything out that I wanted to hear. Um, I did pick up a shirt and I got the the signed poster, which I think was only. What shirt did you get? I got the one with the front and the back. The had the 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 gas masks. Yeah, the gray with the gas mask guys. Uh, they didn't have it in my size in St. Louis. Uh, um, I, I can grab them if you want, but did you get the, did you get the 45? I didn't get that. No, I, I didn't. Wondering. I didn't
0: even think about it. When I, the second the guy said that they didn't have my size in the shirts, so I was like, well, I got to get out of here. Cause there was too many people. Oh, right. Okay. I was oh, like, I want to leave. Yeah.
3: <laughs> when I went in, they, you know, and I, I got a poster cause they were signed. So the guy said he he'll me the poster and I saw the fire. I said, well, you know, I'll get the 45. On the way out because I didn't want to carry you know, actually, I got a
0: signed poster from the last time they were in. So they were only in St. Louis like six months ago, the last time. like, Oh, they really? were they here that okay. long ago?
3: And they right. did I a special they... poster, they did a meet and greet and a poster for that too. Yeah, it's a custom poster because it only yeah. has it has the Chicago, St. Louis, and whatever, oh, whatever was before that. Yeah, so it's only three dates on there, but it's signed. It looks like a comic book, but anyway, I thought it was a good show. Really? Oh, the forty-five thing. Yeah, they had a, a limited edition blue forty-five or something, and I, I didn't want to hold it through the show. And then when I left, I, I think they were out of it. So, mm. so from the comments, a couple of things
1: like, well, "What?" Questions for Louis. Well, oh, yeah, Jose, well, Jose asked me two questions. He's like, "Do you like do you like Kill 'Em All?" And then, "Do you like thrash metal?" And do you like mythical shit? So I just assume that somewhere in Mexico, he's got piles already stacked about shit that he's going to recommend me. That's he's pulling them from his fucking
3: thing. Oh, he knows uh, exactly where they I all think, are. I think it's gonna direct you to a King Gizzard lizard. Uh, oh God,
1: <laughs> I'm not doing it. And then Metal Theologians
3: here. Colin, What's up, I, Metal I, T? Do we wanna
1: do, are, do we wanna take offense to him calling us juggalos or do we want to feel proud about Badge it? Badge of honor. Hello. So Hello. I welcome the
0: juggalo community. I'm happy to be accepted into this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder
1: what Shaggy whenever I'm about to do Shaggy too I, dope for life. I mean for yeah. life. Would oh, Shaggy Too Dope do this. And if the answer is yes, then I do it.
0: That's Actually, right. I'm going to see ICP this year for the first time. I'm going to make it a point because they're, they're on uh, Riot Fest Saturday this year. Oh, that's the, the, that's the 17th, right?
2: Uh, that yeah,
0: Saturday? that's the Saturday. I'm, that's the the day I'm going to Riot Fest this 16, year. 16th, 16th,
2: sorry. So I'll see that's them.
1: That's going to be
0: s- like... I, I saw know, D. That'd... Outward like seven years ago or
1: maybe oh. eight years
0: ago, and there really? were Juggalos there. I didn't know they had like a Juggalo following. day Outward? Yeah.
1: I want to see them. Are they still
2: any good?
0: I think that they have said a lot of racist stuff since then, so I just kind of shy away from them. Oh,
2: great. <laughs> hard left turn, hard. Yeah, left. awesome, yeah. great.
3: Yeah, great. sorry.
2: <laughs> well, all right. Moving on.
1: Um, well, so it sounds like that show was pretty good. I mean, like, yeah.
3: I mean, I I got some footage. Yeah, that.
0: if you like the old bunkers, uh go see Fear. It's a good show, and I.
1: It seems like they're not going to be doing it much longer probably that that so. yeah it was good yeah well you know punk rockers in their 70s i mean doesn't that kind of go against their whole ethos by being alive at that age
0: yeah <laughs> you got to see circle jerks circle jerks and see keith morris sing i don't want to live to be 37 <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he's- you're not really punk you're still yeah. alive well, you made it out of your hard. 20s this is horse shit so being a like a punk rock
0: person like a lot of those bands the, like, original bands from, like, the 70s now, if they're playing, they're doing, like, 40, 50-year tour things. And people showing up. I'm seeing lots of people in wheelchairs, oxygen tanks, that sort of thing, in the pit.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> In the pit oh, with an oxygen tank? Yeah. The crowd's old. <laughs> Fucking Jose, stop it. That's no, the one. There, it's, yes, I like that. It's like, well, I've got this uh, very Metallica-esque thrash metal mythical jazz shit that you got to check out. Oh my god!
0: Three hundred dollars later,
2: I'm not doing it. No, we started
0: talking about King Gizzard and like
2: eight people left. Everything them. went off the rails. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we lost about thirty percent of our viewers. <laughs> King Gizzard, so that's yeah. great. Well,
1: uh, see, that's that's my point. I can't handle it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm suspect of any band that releases three fucking albums a year consistently. Like, you're either the yeah. best fucking band in the world or it's or half of it is shit. Weezer? Yeah. It's gotta be that way. It's just the way fucking shit is. Uh, Jose is being Jose. No bad album, literally. Bullshit. That's bullshit. For King Gizzard to not have one bad album. Whatever. Not buying it. I think we covered our topics pretty well. And that was another trip
0: around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.